Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the cultures of the world together. And when we listen to real people, to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our humanity without our differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Nilofar Imom Dodova. Nilofar is a psychology and neuroscience student in Lake Forest College, Illinois, and she is originally from Tajikistan. Nilofar is a United World College alumna in China, Shangchu, and an activist aiming to improve the quality of life in her communities because her biggest focus as well is protecting homeless animals, in particular cats. Nilofar is the co-founder of a social project called Vadim, that aims at providing high-quality resources to help human development in Tajikistan. Nilofar, how are you today? Thank you. I'm I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling lucky to be alive and very curious about you. So I'll begin with this. If your friends could describe your personality, what would they say about you? I think... Um, one of the things that would definitely mention, uh, they would say I am responsible. So if I get any task, I make sure I finish it and I finish it well. Second, probably hardworking. And third, optimistic, I guess. Uh, I think one of the things I like about myself and my friends like about me is being optimistic and trying to be optimistic even in worse days. <laughs> I love that. That's really interesting. And to ask you, what motivates you to be so hardworking? What about life, about your mindset, your attitude gives you that fire in your engine so that you work hard and you put your effort into what you want to have in this world? While many people might feel more lazy or demotivated nowadays. To be honest, there's not one specific thing that I think um, motivates me. It's probably so many things that I haven't learned or so many things that I am about to learn that keep me wanting to um, progress and to grow. And of course, my family is one of the biggest motivations in my life. Seeing my younger siblings um, strive and uh, um, look at me as an example, I think is one of the biggest parts of it. I agree. That's a really powerful motivator. And to ask you even further... What does it mean to be a girl from Tajikistan in 2022, especially now that you have been living in the U.S., you are exposed to the culture there? Did you have any culture shock? Did it give you more clarity on what is the culture, the personality, the way of being 
of a girl from Tajikistan today in almost 2023? I think um, I haven't been home uh, for quite a time. Um, but one thing that I definitely remember is that um, it was a big shift for me because the first country that I visited independently um, from my from my family was um, China uh, before coming to the US. And I think the biggest difference was that our communities are very different, as in back home communities or people in communities are more interdependent, as in um, we have a very strong bond between people. Um, and I think that was one of the biggest um, shocks or I can't even say it's a shock. It's more like a shift uh, that I was uh, noticing when I moved away. But being a girl in Tajikistan, um, in the community that I grew up in, it was definitely amazing. Um, my parents, my family, my friends always motivated me to be better, to grow. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's great. Just what what you want um, from your life, that helps a lot. Because as in any different country, people have different ambitions, right? And there's no particular way of how it feels to be a girl or a boy in a certain country. It depends on who you're surrounded by. And I was lucky to be surrounded by amazing people. So I think my experience of being a girl in Tajikistan was amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm happy you have that attitude and positive energy related to your life. And hopefully it's a big part and an important component of your positivity. Tell me about your love for animals. Do you feel where you have been whether it's China or Tajikistan or even in the U.S., what is the attitude of those societies to homeless animals, to protecting cats? And what gave you and motivated you to have the energy and the desire to make something that helps and supports those actively rather than just talking about it and wishing for a better outcome? To be honest, I used to be scared of uh, pets. Um, cats, dogs, doesn't matter. Um, if I saw them outside, I would be changing my path and taking a different road. But two years ago, my sister brought a little kitten um, to our house. And I think that was a very life-changing experience for me because I learned how to love them instead of being scared of them. And I got very close to them. And I think my cat is definitely a reason why my uh, perspective on that shifted drastically. And since then, I've never been able to think any different about animals and um, the reason why I became very active is because I think youth back home doesn't have a good example of how to treat animals and uh, uh, some of them may do some things that may hurt, hurt uh, homeless animals and that is very sad so I think once I saw um, little kids um, throwing stones or something like that I don't remember exactly what was happening but uh, it was not something nice and I remember trying to like fight them back or like tell them not to do it. But I realized that it's a big problem. So um, one of the first steps that I took was I started feeding cats and dogs um, outside my house. I would go every morning and then um, my sister joined and then my brother joined. And then the next day when I left for the U.S., my sister called me filming um, little kids um, from our neighbors, uh, neighbors' houses. And they would come and they would feed the cats and the dogs too. So I think it's a really, um, I, I, I saw that there is a big impact in 
action rather than talking about it because I used to talk a lot, but then it wouldn't make a big difference. But as soon as I started actually putting action into it, um, I saw how kids start changing their attitude. And now I can't say that everyone in the neighboring houses is perfectly fine with animals, but definitely a largest portion of those small kids is not anymore doing those things that they used to do. And instead they feed them. And that's, I think it's something that motivates me a lot because I see the difference in making a change possible. And um, yeah, now that I'm away, um, the way I support it, I sometimes help with fundraisings. I contribute to those and uh, that's the only way I can do it right now. But in the US, animals are much loved and um, I don't think I have noticed any um, homeless uh, cats or dogs around this area, Chicago area specifically. Um, which is very surprising for me because back home we have a lot of them. Um, in China, we had an experience of seeing a lot of dogs outside rather than cats, but they were also treated um, relatively much better um, than back home. So I think, yeah, my experience with animals outside my country was um, much more positive. Thank you. And as someone who has lived in various continents and various countries, do you feel a lot of people know about your country that they are aware of the culture that they could even locate it on a map what do you think about that what's your perspective definitely not <laughs> a lot of people um i would say probably 95 percent of people that i have met um since i left home never knew tajikistan existed and it's it's a big honor to me um to being able to introduce my country and hopefully being a good representative um uh, and um, I usually show the pictures, I uh, put, uh, I play music. And there are so many things that every single country finds in common with my country or like with my people. And that is just very amazing because I feel we have a very unique culture. And um, although our country is very small, um, it has such diverse culture to it. And that is something that makes it very special, unlike a lot other bigger countries. So it has been usually my um, responsibility to introduce my country to a lot of people around me. And um, I think, yeah, and those who were able to locate it on the map or at least knew something about it would usually say, oh, I know uh, you have a lot of beautiful mountains. You have a lot of uh, beautiful people. They're very friendly. And of course, the cuisine is amazing. So those are probably the things that uh, pop up in their mind when I talk about Tajikistan. I'm happy about that. And I'm happy that you're being such a great representative of your culture, of your people, of your country. And to ask you about the subject you're studying, which is psychology and neuroscience. How did you decide to study this subject specifically what was the story behind it the drive the desire tell me what fascinates you with this topic i think i would love to have this very nice story of how i um, was five and i decided to be a psychologist but my path was very much uh, not like that <laughs> i used to think i want to be um, an audit or like economist or anything something related to finance until very much recently um, so I studied in UWC, as you mentioned, and I, um, I studied everything but sciences. So when I came to college, I needed to fulfill one of the requirements, which was sciences. So I took chemistry course with uh, absolutely zero background in chemistry. Um, 
and just in general in science. And I fell in love with that subject. So I saw what are the opportunities that I can do, like, or can explore um, based on what I like. And psychology, I think, was always in the back of my mind, but I didn't take this as serious. Um, but then I decided to explore and I took psychology course. And after some time, I realized that I'm actually enjoying it a lot. And psychology and neuroscience was a good combination in my school. Um, so what I did was to see if I would like it, I applied for a summer program um, in my school. It's called Richter Program. And it's an experience of working in a laboratory. And I was chosen um, to work in this neuroscience and BMB laboratory. And I absolutely loved it. Um, so after that, I declared my major in my first year in spring semester. And that was it, actually. I just fell in love with the subjects. And I thought that's definitely what I want to do. And like, it has been um, almost a year. And I don't doubt, doubt that this is definitely something I would want to do for the rest of my life. I love that. And I love when life teaches you about yourself because of your experiences in ways that give you clarity on the next part of your path and to understand you even more since you wanted to study economics and all that. Are you a logical person or are you more driven by emotions? Are you a person who is more about science and objectivity and facts? Or do you believe in metaphysical things and maybe karma and manifesting and the energy of the world, etc.? Tell me more about yourself. I think when it comes to making decisions, I am more of a logical person, or at least I try to be more of a logical person because um, emotions for me sometimes can make me choose wrong decisions. But yeah, mostly logical. But when it comes to believing in metaphysical stuff or being more about facts, I think both because I really do think I um, enjoy studying science and it being facts and theories rather than I need to guess or I need to, you know, the uh, the things that are not science. <laughs> and um, when it comes to metaphysical, I think the biggest role, my culture plays the biggest role in this because um, we, we, believe, we are Muslims, so we believe in God and, you know, those all those things, they um, do affect our culture. So there's no way I can say that I don't believe in metaphysical um you know things and yeah i think i just combine both of them and whenever i'm in class so when it comes to my work i believe in science but once i'm out i become a completely different person <laughs> so it's like two personalities in one and uh, yeah i do believe in manifestations and all those things thank you that's funny and cool to have such a wide range to your personality and to know even more it seems to be important for you to create projects that help developing people in uh, your country. What do you feel is necessary to develop? What is missing? What could be improved? What's your perspective on the people in your country? And how are you aiming to elevate their potential who and their way of being? I think as in like uh, any other country uh, in the world, there's not a single problem that I see in my community or in my society to be more uh, precise. And uh, one of the things that 
I realized is something that I can change on my own as an individual or as part of the um, social project Barbie is definitely um, education uh, because I feel like education plays an important role in people's lives and in their further decisions in their life that they take. So um, all the other problems that come afterwards are more or less related to not being educated. So I think one thing that I would love to be able to do is to make the willingness or I don't know, to increase the desire to study in uh, the kids or the youth, teenagers specifically, um, because I feel like the desire and the drive um, towards education is lower than it used to be. And the person, when I go back, I can definitely feel it. And that's very sad because I feel like education is one of the beautiful, most beautiful things that um, people nowadays can afford mostly. Um, and if you do have an opportunity, then you should definitely use it. And for those who do not have opportunity, I think this is what I am here for, to be able to or try to help those who don't have the opportunity or the financial need, mean, means to provide their um, education. So yeah, definitely education is one of the biggest thing that I would want to focus on. And I feel like once we fix this, or at least are halfway through fixing it, a lot of other problems will just disappear automatically because they come out of that bigger umbrella. That's fantastic and such a noble goal. And you have lived in so many countries. Where do you see your future to be? Do you plan to visit even more cultures, maybe spend a year in Italy and enjoy that rich culture there and in some months in South America and discover their ways of being and be a globe trotter all over the world? Or do you see yourself studying and living in the US for the foreseeable future or returning home to create some projects? Or what does your heart desire? I think for me, um... We have this proverb in um, in my language. We say, the best place is the place I haven't been to. So <laughs> I think definitely I will try to see more countries. Uh, I have been to a couple of continents, but I will definitely want to explore all of them. And um, right now my goal is um, I'm applying for study abroad to go to uh, London probably or Netherlands, so Europe. Um, I would want to explore Europe and then eventually try to go to um, Canada. And for now, I think my top choice of the place where I would want to continue living is Canada and the US. I prioritize Canada more for some reason. I don't know. I just feel like it. <laughs> no rational reason behind it. I think this is one of my emotional actually um, choices. And um, I see myself um, growing and um, living abroad um, for the most part. Yes. Thank you. That's really, really Great. And you have been to China, you needed to make new friends to the US where you needed to make new friends. Do you find it easy to make new friends in cultures that are different to your home country? Or if so, imagine someone is listening, they need to go to another country to study and they're a bit anxious how to make new friends. What would you recommend to them? How should they go about not being alone and isolated in a new culture? 
yes, I think it's a very important topic. Um, but I also think it really depends on the personality of the person. Um, because for me, making friends um, has never been the biggest uh, priority. I used to always think how I will be able to be successful in my work um, more than I have to focus on making friends because I feel like those things, they happen naturally. So when I went to China, it was my first experience away from home uh, for such a long time and it was very stressful. Um, but slowly after some time, I was able to find my people. And I think the only way you can find your people is being yourself. So definitely I would suggest being yourself and not trying to, you know, make anyone happy by changing what you would actually like. And slowly you will be able to find those people that will make a group of good friends. And right now I feel I'm much more confident um, in my friends and the people that I have around me because they just happen to be next to me. And um, it's slowly, it, it, it built up slowly. After a year, I can definitely say I have a settled group of friends that I will want to be in touch with for the rest of my life. And um, yeah, I think the biggest part of it is being yourself. And once they accept you the way you are, and you don't need to be similar because I feel like it's such a big mistake to want your friends be like you. Um, it is definitely much more fun to be different so that you can learn from each other and you can grow together. And I think there are more differences with me, between me and my friends than similarities. But when it comes to like um, the cultural part, I feel like it's very easy to make friends because there are so many things that we share. I don't know whether it's due to globalization or is it just that happens to be that my friends are mostly Muslims, Arabs, you know, um, we have a lot in common too. And um, that helps a lot. But I definitely think there are more similarities between individuals around the world than you would ever think. So be positive and just be yourself and that will be enough. Thank you so much, Nilofar. This was my privilege, my honor. Such a wonderful way to share about your life, your experience, your voice, your soul with the world. Thank you for participating in this project and I wish you success. Thank you so much for having me here and I hope everything is good and uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Thank you so much. It's an amazing project and I'm very proud to be part of it. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.